Everyday Evangelism is sponsored in part by Rejoice Christian Bookstore in Mission Viejo. Remember to rejoice. May one day be restored And they'll know we are Christians By our love, by our love Yeah, they'll know we are Christians This is Everyday Evangelism with Laura Yang. This is the program where we learn from each other how to be intentional in sharing our faith daily. Each week we explore an evangelism tip that will help you fulfill Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, The Great Commission. Jesus wants each of us to go make disciples. Let's do it together, and let's show them that we are Christians by our love. Now, with today's topic, here's Laura. Welcome to Everyday Evangelism. I'm Lori Yang, your host, and I'm a regular Christian like you, and I get that it's hard to share your faith, and so God inspired me to write a book, which is the basis for our program. It's called Everyday Evangelism, Practical Tips to Use Today, and let's get started. Our evangelism tip today is experience joy from being an everyday evangelist. It's interesting, when I first wrote my book, the title for the longest time was Experience Exhilarating Joy from Fulfilling Jesus' Final Command. Well, you can kind of see why that didn't end up being the title, but the point is that when you live the Great Commission, which was Jesus' final command before ascending to heaven, that you do have amazing joy when you open yourself up to being the vessel that God intends for you to be. The bulk of the show today is going to be with my twin evangelist, Nate Herbst, and uh, he's not my twin by blood, though, so a little bit more on that when we get to the interview. In order to have that amazing joy, there's really three principles that God taught me when I was writing my book. Number one is to be intentional. The other thing that I learned was to ask questions and to actively listen. And then lastly, expect God to show up. Don't be fearful. We all get afraid. Why? Because Satan wants us to be afraid. You really think he wants us to share Christ with other people? So instead, expect God to show up. It always makes me think of the story of the woman at the well. She, again, was getting water in the heat of the day to not have to deal with the catcalls of everyone else in town since she'd been with so many men. She meets Jesus. He asks her for water. She quickly puts it together that he's the Messiah. She runs back to that town that's rejected her, and ultimately everybody is saved. So if anyone's going to expect you know, rejection, it'd be somebody like that. But instead, God showed up. And so um, just remember that. My name is Lori Yang. I am your host of Everyday Evangelism, and the next portion of our show is going to be uh, with our guest, Nate Herbst. And I want to tell you why I mentioned earlier in the program that Nate is my twin. He is my twin because he also wrote a book, a practical, simple book about evangelism. So on one hand, Nate is my twin, but on the other hand, I have no theology credentials after my name, but Nate not only went to seminary, he has a PhD, and he's finishing up an apologetics course as well. He is married to his wife, Erin, and they have three great kids, and they serve together, heading up the Great Commission Alliance. Let me tell you the name of his book, too. His name of his book is 101 Easy, Effective, and Exciting Evangelism Ideas. However, I know that Nate agrees with me here, the only credential that that any of us needs to share Jesus is to be born again. Do you agree with that, Nate? Amen. Yeah, that's absolutely true. 
Well, welcome today. So happy to have you here. And hey, why don't you uh, do a quick shout out? Say hi to those beautiful kids of yours. Hey, well, thanks so much for having me on. And hi, Aaron, Eliana, Kara, and Micah. It's great to be with you guys today. Okay, well, we're excited to have you. And um, quickly, what is the Great Commission Alliance? So we are a ministry that is committed to multiplying Christ-like multipliers until the Great Commission is completed. So we go about that by equipping believers across the globe to do evangelism and discipleship. And like you said, anybody can share their faith. So it's a joy to be able to encourage people in this. And what's one specific way that you equip people across the globe to participate in the Great Commission? I was just in Uganda a couple weeks ago, and we were training pastors there how to do one-on-one discipleship. And of course, discipleship begins with evangelism. So we do a lot of things like that, where we're really trying to equip others to effectively do the Great Commission. It's interesting that you say that, because I had a guest on last week, and um, she had sent me a text and, and said that it's really not evangelism that's going to, uh, that's what's necessary, but it's the discipleship. And I think it's actually both, but I think that she and I yeah. maybe just have a little disconnect on what, you know, evangelism means. And I think you're going to clarify some of us, some of that for us with your um, 10 myths about evangelism in just a minute. But before we get there, um, tell me what is one of the favorite uh, books, uh, favorite books, favorite tips in your book? Well, there's one I'll refer to it later that I love is when I'm traveling, I like to ask people what the church scene is like in their area, and that instantly brings up a response that has to do with where they're at with God. If Mm. they say, oh my gosh, I never get to go to church, I'm always working, then I know right away uh, this person doesn't know Christ yet, and and a a spiritual conversation has started, and we can go to the gospel. Uh, If somebody says, hey, I love I love such and such a church. I'm, I've been there for 10 years. Um, we can start a great conversation that's mutually edifying in our faith. But just a simple question when you're traveling, and I love to do that when I'm traveling, and it brings up tons of great conversations about uh, about Jesus. And I love what you just said about your airplane situation, because what I'd mentioned before you um, started participating today with us is that what God taught me about evangelism is, number one, to be intentional, number two, to ask questions and actively listen, and three, expect God to show up. And that's exactly what you do with that tip. Uh, speaking about your book and my book, I just have to put this little story in there. When I I wrote my book. I mean, I was, I was, I was, I had a heart for people because they seemed to just be so struggling that they wanted to share Christ and didn't know how. And a lot of the seminars tell you to, you know, memorize 10 Bible verses. And that's not really going to work when you're talking to somebody in the grocery store. Um, but I, there wasn't really that much practical out there. And so I wrote my book. When was your book published, actually, Nate? It's been a few years, but... I think your book was published sometime between when I started and finished, because I saw your book one day, and I told my husband, oh, no, I have to just scrap everything. There's another book on evangelism out there. And then my very wise husband said, Laura, there's always room for something else that's good and, you know, competition and all that. And obviously, we're not competing. We're just doing what we can to equip people with as many tips so that people can use whichever tip works best for them. So... Okay, well, I want to play a game, and I know that you said that you're going to tell us 10 lies about evangelism. And so, listeners, you are playing the game with me, okay? It's kind of like when my boys on Friday night want to go out, and I say, hey, no, we are going to play a game tonight. (laughs) But this is going to be more fun, because you're not, you know, giving up your Friday night. Okay, so what is it, what's the question you're going to ask me, Nate? 
The que- all right, okay. Just what are ten lies that Christians believe about evangelists? Ten lies. Oh, it's not even. It's not even anyone. It's what ten lies that Christians believe about evangelism. Okay, so everybody out there, uh, listeners, put on your thinking cap and what's coming to your mind. What do you think about when you think about evangelism? And so I'm going to name a few. You let me know if I'm right or wrong. Um, one is that only people like Billy Graham should do it. <laughs> wrong. That's not one of the ten myths? Okay, one of the ten well, lies? No, oh, okay, I, I see what you're saying. No, it is wrong. It's wrong. Okay, so that is yeah. a lie. That is that one of the lies on your list? Kind of. We don't phrase it that way, but we might say something like this. One of the lies is you must earn the right to be heard. We all believe that we have to be something special, or we have to have some kind of position of influence in someone's life before we can share the gospel, and that's nonsense. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Right. All I am is a mouthpiece. Excellent. And like we talked about earlier, it's just being born again. And usually when you're born again, you're pretty on fire anyway. So you just start talking anyway. And whether it's right or wrong, it doesn't really matter because the Holy Spirit is just working through you. So, okay, I'm going to say another myth about evangelism is that we do it door to door, knocking on doors or standing on street corners with signs. Okay, that is not the only way to do it. One of the lies is that methods produce results. In other words, we have to find that silver bullet method. And that's not true. The gospel, again, is the power of God unto salvation, not our method. That being said, though, we should learn lots of methods. I was doing door-to-door evangelism in San Francisco recently, and I'm not from San Francisco, so I was a little timid. I was afraid that we were going to get run out of town. And that was not the case. We had an incredible day talking to people about Jesus, and not a single person got mad at us. You know what? I've never gone door-to-door evangelizing like that. I've only talked to one other person, and he said it was a huge blessing, too. And so it's encouraging to hear you say that. So, So, yes, it definitely is a form of evangelism, but it's not the only way. I mean, my everyday evangelism in general is just kind of like as you do your everyday life. Yours is more intentional. We're going to go meet some people, and but neither one of them's right or wrong. They're just different ways for different people. Okay, and just in the essence of time, Nate, why don't you just go ahead and tell us your list. Give us the rest of the list. All right. Well, the top ten lies are, one, you must have the gift of evangelism. We would never say that about other gifts. If I don't have the gift of encouragement, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't encourage others. Even though some of us are given the gift of evangelism, all of us are called to participate with God in reaching the world for Him. I need to make a comment there. I feel like Uh I suffer persecution from other Christians on that topic because a lot of people will say, well, no, you have the gift of evangelism, but that's not my gift. And I try to explain that that command was given to everyone, and yes, maybe. Anyway, that's, that's a really difficult thing for me personally. But anyway, go ahead and continue. You must validate the gospel and make it relevant. We tell people Jesus did that 2,000 years ago. Uh, another one is that you must earn the right to be heard. Uh, there's nothing in me that makes the gospel what it is. The gospel alone is the power of God unto salvation. Number four, tracts and booklets don't work. That's not true. All good tools should be in your tool belt as an evangelist. Uh, number five, only the down and out need Jesus. Everyone needs Jesus. Number six, you must make sure that no one gets offended. You know, be sensitive, be loving, be gentle. But let the Holy Spirit work in people's lives. It's not your responsibility to make sure that no one gets offended. Number seven, methods produce results. No, we sow seeds, we water, but God brings the fruit. 
Number eight, this is a popular misquote of St. Francis of Assisi. It says, preach always, use words if necessary. Well, we're told very clearly in Romans, in chapter 10, that words are necessary. Number nine, older people are stuck in their ways and unreachable. That's not true. Many old people are very open to the gospel. Finally, number 10, most people aren't interested in spiritual issues. And of course, that's a lie. Jesus said in Matthew 9.37 and Luke 10.2 that the harvest is ripe. And in John 4.35, he said the exact same thing, but he told his disciples, open your eyes and see that the harvest is ripe. We need to do the same thing. We need to realize that people out there need a Savior, and we have the privilege and the joy of sharing the gospel with them. Amen. That's an awesome list. Thank you so much. Okay, go ahead and um, hang on, Nate. We want to come back to you, but we need to take a quick break. Did you know that there's a unique Christian bookstore in Mission Viejo? Well, there is, and it's unlike any you've ever seen before. It's called Rejoice Christian Bookstore. Now, can you guess how many Bibles Rejoice has sold in just the first three years that they've been opened? More than 6,000. It's a great place to get yours. Laura was in awe the first time that she visited Rejoice's 4,500-square-foot store. Their Christian and inspirational merchandise includes books, journals, cards, gifts, arts, T-shirts, jewelry, and much more. Laura's even done book signings at Rejoice for her book, Everyday Evangelism, Practical Tips to Use Today, and has conducted workshops why customers lounged on big comfy sofas. So are you looking to make a fun trip or just looking for some more information? Head on over to RejoiceChristianBookstore.com. That's RejoiceChristianBookstore.com. And during the month of July, mention KKLA and get 20% off your entire purchase. And the first 10 customers to mention KKLA are going to get Laura's book, Everyday Evangelism, Practical Tips to Use Today, for free. So remember to rejoice and visit Rejoice Christian Bookstore in Mission Viejo today. This is Everyday Evangelism with Laura Yang, and so excited to have you with us, and super excited to have Nate Herbst here um, with us talking about uh, different ways to evangelize and miss. And now you are going to share with us, Nate, I think you mentioned five keys to sharing your faith. Absolutely. So the, the point that, that we got to remember is that the harvest is ripe. A couple weeks ago, I was at lunch, and the waiter had a biblical name, and I asked if he was familiar with that. What was his and name? one thing led to another. Well, I'm going to keep that confidential because it's, <gasps> it's on the airway. Good rate. point. Thank <laughs> but you. But it's a book in the Bible. And okay. I said, you know, your, your name is a book in the Bible. And he said, yeah, I, I've noticed that now that I'm an adult. And I'm starting to, to think a lot more about biblical things. And we got together a few days later for coffee. And a couple weeks ago, he emailed me and said that he had decided to trust in Christ and be baptized. We have to remember that the harvest is ripe. And if we will just take these short, easy steps we can have a lifestyle of joyful evangelism. Uh, Bill Bright said success in witnessing is simply taking the initiative to share Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God. The only way we ever fail in our witness is if we fail to witness. So what are the five keys? They're the SHARE acronym. So number one out of these five SHARE steps is to supercharge. We're told in Acts 1-8 that the Holy Spirit will empower us to witness. We're encouraged as Christians in Ephesians 5-18 to live out our Christian lives in the power of His Spirit. Simply realize you don't have what it takes to share your faith, but the Holy Spirit in you does. So rely on Him to be able to share your faith with His power rather than just your own. Number two is H, have an expectant attitude. We have to realize that God's going to work whether we see the results or not. In 1973, my dad shared with a man outside of a bar in San Marcos, Texas, and the man basically said, get out of my face, and 
later on, he went on to, to put his trust in Christ. He ended up going to seminary. He ended up becoming a pastor, and he has been for more than 30 years. Wow. The only reason I know the rest of the story is because I know him. He's a dear friend today. Oh. But we have to have an expectant attitude that even if we don't see the results, God is going to work in people's lives. Remember Isaiah fifty-five eleven. Uh, next is A, ask good questions. You're exactly right. You mentioned this already, Laura. We have to use questions in evangelism, like the one that I previously mentioned. What's the church theme like here? Or, did you know your name is found in the Bible? Or there are a million other questions that can be really good for transitioning conversations to the gospel. And I want to make Next a point on that church. I love how you say, what's the church scene like? Because if you say, hey, um, what church do you go to? You're, ob- you're already putting them on the defensive if they don't go right, to church. Yeah. So that's a, a great way that you ask that question. The next one is R. Get some good resources that will help you share your faith. The Perspective app, the Solarium app, S-O-U-L-A-R-I-U-M app, the God Tools app. Those are three great apps that you can find on the App Store. Or just learn to share your testimony. A great way to share your testimony is simply what two words described your life before Christ, how did you come to know Christ, and what two words describe your life now as a believer. You can do that in less than a minute, and you could use that at the grocery store or wherever you happen to be. Finally, in the SHARE acronym is EQUIP THEM. So whoever you meet with, continue to encourage them. If they don't yet trust Christ, do some follow-up with that person and keep sharing with them. And if they do, make sure to start discipling them. That's the SHARE acronym, and there are five really good keys to sharing your faith. And i got to tell you about that, what's the church thing like question. I did that once with someone at a hotel, and on the spot he said, you know, I work every Sunday and I can't get off and it's horrible and uh, just kind of opened up to me right there. And I spent an hour with this guy, and he ended up putting his trust in Christ. I go back out to the car, my kids are screaming, my wife goes, I'm sure there's a really good story of what just happened in the hotel. And I said, yeah, the guy checking us (laughs) in just put his trust in Christ. But if we're intentional and we decide to be intentional, like you said, Laura, we're going to have stories like that, and that is a very joyful part of the Christian life. And I just want to interject something there because I, those of you that are out there listening and you're thinking, oh no, you know, I could never lead somebody to Christ. And you know what? The thing is, the reason why Nate is able to is because he is intentional daily to just, um, be used as a vessel for Christ as things come up. You know what? You may not be there right now and that's okay. But if you have a heart to be willing and to be intentional, God will use you. So there would be no difference then between you and between Nate. Absolutely. Okay, so what are the four barriers? You know, Keith Davey with Crew came up with four barriers I think are really important. These are four times where sound has to come out of your mouth and it might not be natural. Number one is meeting someone and beginning a conversation. Number two is transitioning that conversation to a spiritual conversation. Number three is transitioning that spiritual conversation to the gospel. And number four is transitioning the gospel to a point of decision. You can make each of those transitions with questions. And going back to tools, if you get your hands on a few good tools, you can use some really good tools to get through all four barriers without it being awkward. So I would encourage you to remember those barriers. And, of course, in the book, we talk more about them. Well, can you? I'm not sure how much more time that we're going to have. So can you right now take the four barriers and just kind of illustrate that for us? How would that work? What does that look like? So the four barriers are really simple. So you meet someone and start a conversation. I was sitting in a hot tub once at a hotel, 
and uh, I had my kids jumping all over me, and <laughs> it was in the morning, and I, I wanted to get on with the day, and there was another guy and his girlfriend and her friend in the hot tub next to us, and I just said, hey, how's it going? And that's the first barrier, just meeting someone and starting mm-hmm. a conversation. I, I know, that's what a pastor's questions. wife says. Just say hi to people. So many yeah, of us, so we just simple. walk by people and don't even look at them. Okay, yeah, go ahead. It's so, so simple. So I asked a few questions, and before you knew it, we were into a spiritual conversation. I mean, pretty much any conversation can go towards a spiritual conversation with a few intentional questions. Once some spiritual topics were kind of out there in the conversation, I simply asked him, what's been your experience with Christianity? It's a great question to transition from a random spiritual conversation to the gospel. Mm-hmm. What's been your experience with Christianity? Mm-hmm. Once we were there, we, we shared the gospel with this guy. And I brought him to a point of decision. I just said, look, would you be at a point today where you'd be ready to, to make this decision to believe in Jesus Christ and to follow him? And right there in front of his girlfriend and her friend, he said, I am ready right now. Absolutely. Oh, and God. this guy, I Getting kid you chills. not, he prays the, sinner pr- the sinner's prayer right there. Oh. And I, of course, the sinner's prayer is not a magic button that you push to get Mm-mm. saved. But it is a great way of verbalizing your yes. decision to put your faith in Jesus. Mm. And so he sits there in front of his girlfriend and her friend, and he makes this public decision to put his trust in Jesus Christ. That's an example of the four barriers, and it's something that any of us can do anytime, anywhere. Just remember, all i got to look at right now is meeting the person. And then once I meet them, how do I transition to a spiritual conversation? Ask a few questions. It doesn't really yeah. seem like four barriers. It seems like four solutions. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, there, there are four intentional steps that we can take in each conversation. They help you evaluate your own conversation and where you're at and what's coming next. They help you evaluate evangelism as you're doing it. Where do you need to grow? And uh, they're just a great strategy to bringing up the gospel in every single conversation. Well, number one, your kids are going crazy, and you still manage to do this because you put other people first, right? That's show them we are Christians by our love. Love is an action word. Put others first. But at the same time, I mean, this is this is just showing you that God does want to show up. Don't be afraid. I mean, look at our world today, people. People desperately need to know the truth and the love of Jesus Christ. And that is what Nate has for, you know, his fellow citizens and neighbors and pe- fellow jacuzzi people is he wants he has com- compassion on them and he wants to know Jesus. He wants them to have a relationship with God and, you know, and spend eternity in heaven. And uh, so, you know, we've only got about. 40, 30 seconds left. Nate, what would you like to share with us before our time's up? Well, I would say in Acts 17, we're told that God decided the time and the place that you would live so that people around you would reach out and find him. So trust him and make a decision to be a light and to not hide your light. Guys, Mm -hmm. he is so worthy of our lives, and there is great joy in sharing the gospel in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20, each of you are called to make disciples. That begins with evangelism. And 1 John 5, 3 tells us God's commands are not burdensome. I promise you, as you take the initiative to share your faith, you'll find incredible joy and a life mm. of significance and meaning that you never dreamt possible otherwise. Amen. Thank you so much, Nate, for being with us here today and just your example of how you lead your life and how you care so much for other people. I hope that it's as motivating for you, listener, as it is for me. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. 
Thank you for listening to Everyday Evangelism with me, Laura Yang. Do you enjoy our program? Are you beginning to experience the joy of living out the Great Commission by using the simple tips that you hear on Everyday Evangelism? This broadcast can only continue with your support. Please go now to everydayevangelism.info. That's everydayevangelism.info. Recently, my friend asked me, Laura, why are you trying to raise support money? Well, like most of you, she thought I was a paid broadcaster. Actually, I work for free, and my husband and I pay more than $1,000 for each show's airtime. But God does not want us to deplete our savings. God wants you to be a part of this unique on-air training to equip listeners to share their faith. Even a $5 gift multiplied by the gifts of others will pay for a good chunk of airtime. So please visit everydayevangelism.info. That's everydayevangelism.info to make a one-time or monthly gift. Our 501c3 name and address is pre-recorded on our Great Commission hotline if you would like to mail a check instead. That's 1-888-628-1920. 1-888-628-1920. And don't miss out, listener. If you give $20 or more today, you will receive my book, Everyday Evangelism, Practical Tips to Use Today, free. Thank you for your generous support at everydayevangelism.info. With each other, we will work side by side. We will work.